0: I call this one the campfire song song. Let's gather around the campfire and sing our campfire song, our C A M P F I R E S O N G song. And if you don't think that we can sing it faster, then you're wrong. But it'll help if you just sing along. Boom, boom going to show you how to operate in a spirit.
1: This is Happy Life Studios.
0: This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy?
1: Now that's a great question.
0: Does the sun set high? Does your sun set high?
1: Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Hey, happy I have an idea okay start something I thought we could start our own religion we could start our own denomination maybe I should say that and this is what we would do we would make sure there's always a campfire yeah and we have to have wooden benches around it okay uncomfortable wooden benches one comfortable wooden benches yes (laughs) and um we need to make sure that the humidity is around 80 to 100 percent somewhere around there perfect uh, we need to make sure that we get people with disabilities to come there. Yeah. And then we always have to have some person start the whole thing off by singing SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> and, um, and then we'll just see where, where it goes from there. And uh, that's what we got to experience this summer. It was a crazy success. I want to talk about what happened <laughs> at camp. Right. This year we did something different, and I loved it. Uh, we developed a chapel team. Where people from different personalities, all very different individuals would come together, (laughs) talk about what they talked about in their small group that day, talk about what they're seeing in the campers. And then we would, God, what do you want to talk about tonight in chapel? What is it you want to talk about and how do you want to talk about it? Right. Okay. So we go from Sunday afternoon till Saturday afternoon. And then we have about 24 hours to recoup before we start the next one. And even with our campers, something happens on Wednesday, right? Right. I mean, that's usually a weary day for everybody, and then it gets better. Hump day. Yeah, hump day. <laughs> right. Just like well, I guess like, just like at work, same yeah. way. But now we are in hump day where it's on a Wednesday, but it's also the Wednesday of camps, five camps, and it was the the middle camp. There was right. you know, and so we have chapel coming later that night, and everyone's sitting around the room like. I don't know like like the look at Camp Daniel at, like like of the apocalypse. I mean the, no one no one's angry, right? No one's sad, but everyone is drained, right. right? And they're just sitting there and we're trying to come up with what God is saying and what he needs to do right but including myself I'm going we're, what are we doing? I, I, I. And then you said something. Remember what you said? You started the sentence. In the middle of the sentence, I knew where you were going to go before you started the sentence, and I knew. I got up, and immediately I came over, and I gave you a big hug. I said, <laughs> I can just about kiss you right now. I mean, I just—you—so you, what was the sentence that you said? Do you remember? Well, I'll
0: preface it by saying our theme was listen, and one of the things that I believed about coming into this, we are going to try to teach people about listening to God— that our leadership team had to be forced into a position to really have to listen to God. So not having sermons planned out for the summer... A lot of people would just say is stupid, but it put it put us in a position every day. to have to take time to listen. to listen to others, to listen to God, and listen to each other. Yeah, and it's scary in leadership because in the end, if we have nothing, I'm going to look like a fool, and and you're going to be on the stage looking and like one, a what, fool no, holding oh my, the bag. God, that's what I kept thinking. Oh, great! I'm gonna have to come up with something on the spot right. here. I got 30 minutes to come up with something. <laughs> but that day, God was giving us absolutely nothing, and it was nothing. Very. I mean, we sat there for probably 40 minutes. I mean, there was a few little dumb things thrown out. And it just made no sense. So but my thought was, well, God's giving us nothing. Let's do nothing. Maybe oh. that's what he's telling us is to do nothing. And, and you started I mean. with,
1: you know what? If God isn't giving us anything, I knew you were going. I got so excited. <laughs> I'm like, yes, thank you, Tony. Because I don't like that we always go to, to the default. Right. When we go to the default, it's almost like saying, okay, God, doesn't matter what you have to say. We haven't heard anything from you, so we're just gonna. Right. Maybe God doesn't want us to do anything. Right. So, and it turned out,
0: it was, it was the best time we had. Oh, I mean, we goodness. had an hour and a half just out around a campfire and it, with nothing planned. Um, we did not initiate it, and it unfolded in a way that. Only at a camp with people with disabilities, I think it might. We didn't We didn't say a word. Yeah. We were sitting around that campfire. And actually, it was funny because there was seven of us on our chapel team. The rest of our staff, the summer staff, the permanent staff, were all kind of standing around the fringes of the fire pit area, <laughs> all whispering to each other, what's going on? What's going on? Why aren't we doing Are we anything? With... <laughs> Nobody's saying no, why anything. Why aren't we doing anything? Like, yeah.
1: sometimes doing nothing is doing exactly yeah, yeah. what we should be doing. That's what faith is. Yeah. You, you... But we got to be doing something. We got to yeah. do something. I have a, a friend of mine who's a happy lifer. This is to our podcast. Uh, he's one of our lo- most loyal listeners, and I get a lot of stuff from him. And he, God told him a while back. He said, "I don't want you to do anything. I want you to cancel everything. The only thing that's on the table is your Sunday morning services. But you're going to do nothing else. And that's what the people of his church was saying. We got to do something. We got to do something. <laughs> we got to do something. Why do something if God tells you to do nothing? So we just went and we're sitting on the campfire. And then were the chapel doors? Were they closed or something? Yeah, or? we
0: shut the chapel doors and put a note. Uh, we locked them actually. so okay. We could get in. So. Yeah.
1: Everybody tried to get in. <laughs> yeah. And so they end up sitting down. it was funny because yeah. they're all looking at me. Like, yeah. What are you gonna? In fact, one of the campers was being really loud and really funny, you know. And I caught one of the counselors in the back one, telling him to shh. And I'm like, Don't. <laughs> I didn't say go. this, but I'm like, no, you're not gonna. Sh- I'm gonna. Ma-. So I started talking to them louder to get them talking. I'm like, this is what it's all about, you okay. know. And everyone, no one's knowing what to do, and they're yeah. trying to get one of us to lead. And we didn't say a they word. They slowly filtered
0: into the area where we were sitting.
1: And pretty was soon they're all around the campfire, yeah. right? And then Michael shows up and <laughs> says, "Is there a mic? Is there a mic?" I said, "You have to ask Tony for a mic. He goes and asks you for a mic. He gets a mic and preaches, okay, everybody, I'm gonna pray.'" And they're still talking. Hey, I said, "I'm gonna pray." And he tells everyone to shut up, right? And he just starts praying this cool prayer, and then he starts doing this, this, like this little sermon thing. No one said anything to him. He just did it, right? And then Zelly is around the campfire and she starts singing SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> and if I didn't know how God works, I'd probably be very nervous at that moment. But I'm just laughing going SpongeBob SquarePants. Everybody joined in and They did, the whole camp everyone's singing and see when we're in unity with each other, that's always a good thing unless we're in unity to destroy something right. that's not meant to be destroyed or whatever. That's it. But we're all there laughing. What's wrong with laughter and joy? It's do good like a medicine. God said in his presence, his fullness of joy. Why do we not focus on that? And it, when someone's laughing, as long as it's not at someone else's expense, right? that's a good thing, right? Yeah. And so and next thing you know, she starts singing, Kumbaya, my Lord. <laughs> Typical campfire song, right? And then I just got in my heart. I said, and, this, and now we, we've been going for about 15 minutes at this point, where no one has done anything, right, right. except for my – Michael prayed, and right. she sang SpongeBob Square, SquarePants. But then I said, hey, do you guys know what kumbaya means? You know? Cool. And they said, no. And I said, it means come by here. I said, so when you're singing that song, you're actually asking Jesus to come by here, hang out with us at the fireplace. She sang that again. Yeah, they don't want to sing it again. I said, okay. But this time, let's sing come by here. And Zoli goes, no. <laughs> kumbaya. I said, okay, okay. We're going to sing kumbaya. You know? Uh. And then it just it just kept going. Camper started saying stuff. They started singing songs. They started, you're trying to get me. You're like, sing that whatever word you called. You're like, sing that. I'm like, what? You, sing the redemption song. I'm like, I don't know one. what. Re- I'm like, what are you talking about? And all of a sudden, about 10 minutes later, a Camper comes over and says, you should do that song about how you can't get to heaven. Anna. And I was like, that's a song Tony was trying to get me. So then we started singing, know, oh, you can't get to heaven in a preacher's car. Oh, you can't get to heaven. In a preacher's car. Oh, you can't get to heaven in a preacher's car because that old thing won't go that far. All my <laughs> sins are washed away. I've been redeemed. And then we would just start doing different verses. Different people start singing different verses. But, oh, Tony, it, it turned into, like you said, an hour and a half of just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, one of our leaders who was on the chapel team was just sitting there. He was so wiped out. He was so worn out. He was so poor thing. He was just in the, in the chapel team meeting. He was just out of it, you know. He came up to me afterwards, and he said, I just feel good. <laughs> he says, I don't know what's changed. He says, but I just feel good yeah. now. I feel. And I turned to some of the young adult um, and teenage counselors around me. I said, do you know why the church grew in numbers, like by the thousands daily? They said no why? And I said because this is all they did. This is right. all they did. They got together, and they hung out with Jesus, and they did what they felt God telling them to do. And a lot of our campers have a childlike spirit about them. Right. A lot of it's because they're mental disabilities, and so they're adults, but they still have this child child likeness in them. You know, and you know, he says, unless you become like a child, you, you don't get the kingdom things. But they did. Yeah. You know, here's a bunch of people with disabilities sitting around the fire. No one guiding them. No one directing them. In fact, at one point, someone came up to me and, you know, and they're mourning. You know, they're talking about the their their loved one that passed away. And, you know, you've told us that what, when it comes to mourning, where are, where are most of our campers at?
0: Well, a lot of them don't. They tend not to get to go to funerals, so they
1: don't have a mourning process. Because people don't want them to go to funerals because right. they're afraid they're, they're going to act it, yeah. up or they're not going to get it, right? Right. So then... The, so then Instead of they don't get it, they mourn for the next thirty years, fifty years. Right. Some of our campers are six years old, still mourning. They're talking they cry and talking about when their dad passed away. They didn't yeah. get to go to the funeral, they didn't get to mourn that. Right. So someone came up and said they're feeling really sad and I said, Well, do you want to talk about that? And they said, Yeah and they're just talking to me. No one else could hear that and I said, right. Hey, you know, Becky's got something she wants to say, you know, yeah. and, and she starts talking about how she's sad about that. I said, Is there anyone else here that sad that You have a friend or family member that passed away? Oh, man, all these hands went up in the air. And I said, if you want prayer, why don't you stand up? So all these people stood up all around. I said, if someone's standing up around you, you know, we do this in church a lot, which I think is a beautiful thing, you know. I said, just go up to them. right? Put your arm on their shoulder and just start praying. I didn't say pray after me. I didn't say repeat after me. I just said, start praying for them and ask them and let them do it on their own. And then Krista, what a sweetheart, she... um. She's praying for her camper, but her—it's really weird because everyone's praying, but her voice stood out about everybody else. It's almost like she had a microphone, but she didn't. And as she was praying, I don't remember exactly what she prayed. Do you remember what she prayed? I don't. I just remember it was beautiful. I'm just crying, and I so I just got quiet, and pretty soon everyone got quiet, and she just started praying. Huh. And I remember I afterwards I said, "Now we talk about Jesus listens to us. Do you think Jesus listened to that prayer, Tony?" It was, and then we tried it again the last week you know only we started in chapel this time and Georgie the puppy was confused you know I said doesn't have to be difficult right. you know he comes out praying speaking these big complicated prayers and so I started talking back to him in big complicated ways and I don't know why we think when it comes to God we got to complicate it maybe because God's so important he's so valuable that we try to add importance to it but right. God doesn't need our help <laughs> adding importance to who he is you know but that one was different because we started in the chapel and then I said just follow me out we're going to sit around the campfire you know and again they're waiting for someone to lead them But the only guidance that I get in the Bible that I see, and I'm sure there's other stuff out there. I'm not a theologian by any means, but I'm also not an idiot. I mean, I've been reading the Bible my whole life. I'm a preacher's kid. I've been around this situation. so And I've been studying this stuff and the stuff that God has been giving me for years. It's not something I'm just making up. I'm not just trying to be a rebel. I'm not just trying to say, forget the church, forget you. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to listen to what God is telling me and and spread that message because people need Jesus and I'm going to do what it takes to what I can do anyway. But the only time that I found in the Bible is in first Corinthians chapter 14. I think it's right around verse 26, but it says whenever you guys meet together and there was no such thing as a church service when this was written, Okay. Right. They gathered together. That's what they did. They sat around the campfire. They sat around the living rooms. And so, what do we want to do? Well, then we want to take a church service and put in a living room. That's not what I'm talking about. Because the, the rest of the scripture says this. It says whenever you guys hang out with each other, whenever you gather together, everyone brings something to the table. Someone sings a song. Someone shares an insight. You know, someone may give a word or something like that. He says, and then it says this, and no one person takes over. Right. And so around a campfire with a bunch of people with disabilities that you think would just be chaotic, wander all around, but they hung around the campfire. Yeah.
0: And I think that what we're talking about can – there's people that would dim- dismiss it and they'll say, well, you had a – we well, had a camp, campfire service because that's what you do at camp. Yeah. But the reality of this is – I think you just said something that we're not trying to be rebels or just – we're not doing what we do to stir things up. This is what we do all the time. Right. It's not just it's. It's in right. a living room, it's at a restaurant, it's in a store, and I don't. You know, there's people in my. I live out in the middle of nowhere, and there's more people in my living room more often than ever when I lived in a populated area. There's always people around, and and this is what we do. It's we have church all the time, and somebody always has something to bring. You know, there's questions, there's ideas, there's we
1: watch movies, we. And then we'll stop in the middle of the movie, and yeah. God just show yeah. so talk about the right. movie and how God fits in that. God wants to right. fit into our culture. Right. He doesn't want us to change our culture. You just meet with them once or twice a week, and then go about our life, and yeah. when we get in trouble. We'll come see him again. God wants to be in our world. He right. showed up in the Garden of Eden to hang out with Adam and Eve, yeah. and so so it's it's Sunday when we're doing this
0: podcast, and I think it happened today again. So. We we got done with camp. We've taken our naps. We went to the grocery store to get some food for lunch, and we were in the grocery store and crivets maybe three minutes, and here we run into a friend. So I'm standing at the deli, and here's a friend named Carrie who lives, you know, eighth of a mile from here and is around a lot, and um and we've been running into her a lot lately. And then she was at camp with us on and off, and uh. It's. it was we we ended up at the grocery store at just about noon which is a terrible time because all the church services are letting out right. so uh, the Piggly Wiggly and Krivitz is you know there's a thousand people in yeah. there and uh, I laughed and I said are you just coming out of church service and she got all embarrassed and she's like, Well, I you know, I there was she's on the rescue squad around the with the fire department. Um, and so we had a call this morning and I got it was went till about ten and then I was gonna go, but then I started laughing. I said, Well don't be embarrassed. I said I I slept in till ten thirty this morning <laughs> and am recouping and um I said, Whether or not you go to a service on Sunday morning has little bearing to me on yeah. whether, you know, you had church, I said, and then you walked up and I said, well, we're having church right now. And then three of us started talking and then Carol was there and it was a time of encouragement. And then we went about our business, picked out our groceries and we're checking out and here comes some friends and they happen to be over at an pig. hour away yeah and um they noticed you right away and steve-o steve and then when
1: i'm at two thousand miles away and someone says my name that's pretty weird <laughs> right
0: and steve doesn't realize this but it happens everywhere we go where <laughs> whatever people know who he is <laughs> and we end up in conversations and um they had taken a cd off his table the last time he had a service was there crazy here <laughs> i owe you this she gives me a 20 yeah. bill i'm like steve he... couldn't be more in need for a 20 dollar bill so yeah. we had our little offering time during our church wow. service in Everybody the thought about that. and uh and we drove home we you know carol and i and Steve, we just marveled at how you know what god had done already in just that little half hour time span um had given us all those things so we're not trying to destroy something else we're not trying to tell anybody that the other any other thing is wrong necessarily we're just saying this is what we do and god works in that way and we can go back to the bible and find out that what Doing life and doing what we call church that way, it's a reality, and it's something God honors and God desires. And and go much- back
1: to the whole house thing where when your house wasn't made for Daniel, right. he was always reminded of right. how he didn't fit, yeah. Okay. even though he was in a family. When we have a thing that we have set up, a system where someone doesn't fit in there they're constantly reminded about how they don't fit how they don't love jesus how they don't because today i mean immediately when when she said oh i wasn't in church today you're at what church she got embarrassed right she's reminded again i didn't go to church so therefore i'm not a very good believer I, i don't love jesus very much and we would never admit this we would say You Church isn't an event, it's not a building, and yet we call buildings churches, and yet are you going to church on Sunday? And we'd say that you don't have to go to church to become a Christian, that you don't have to do these, it's not about rules, it's about a relationship, but yet if someone doesn't go to church, the the guilt that they feel, if they don't fit in a church, then the most logical thing that usually comes back in their mind is, well, then God doesn't love me. Right. Because I don't fit in there. I went there. I got rejected there. People are people, so people are going to do things right. like that are dumb, right? They're, yeah. We hurt people. That's what we do. Hurt yeah. people hurt people. We talked about in that one of our podcasts, but um, so, but we're constantly, if that doesn't, we don't fit in that system. Right. We're constantly reminded about how we must not love God very much. Right. And I just believe there's a, Thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people out there. Honestly, I really do that. That just they have a hard time fitting that system, so they've given up on God altogether. Right. And none of us would want that. Yeah. None of my friends. I got a lot of friends who are pastors, and we talk about this stuff, and and we support each other in what we do. Man, one of my right. best friends. That's what we do. He's a pastor, and and we love talking about this stuff, and you know, and but the last thing we'd want is someone not to know Jesus because. If they were to sit down and talk to all my pastor friends, my pastor friends, well, it's not about that. It's about, but we really, in a lot of ways, culture tends to look at it as if I'm a good Christian. That means I don't drink, Right. I don't swear. You know, I don't drink, I don't chew, I don't go out with girls. Will do. I mean, it means, <laughs> yeah. it means I don't have bad language, and I go to church uh, you know, every time the doors are open, and I make sure that I read my Bible before I wake up and go to bed. And when we don't fit into that system, right? You know, I tried doing the de- the morning devotions. If you love God, give him the best hour of your day. So you wake up an hour early. That's not the best part of my day anyway, the first hour of the right. day. And uh, But when I didn't fit into that, I just immediately felt, was reminded about how I don't fit in the system, so I must not be a very good Christian. Right. And, uh, you know, even like you said with, with Nick, you, you know, was that this podcast or the last one? Last I can't podcast. remember. Which part, last podcast. <laughs> but, you know, how he, was, he didn't fit into that system, so he just felt like – he just wasn't a very, he's looking right. to become that. Looking to become pastor, a farmer, that, actually.
0: What's that? <laughs> his response was to think about being a farmer. farmer instead, <laughs> yeah. Right? And so
1: we're just here really to simply say that what happened at camp was just beautiful, yeah. powerful, natural, life changing. Yeah. I just sat in awe as I watched everything was going. It got crazy, it got funny, Right. it got real. Uh, we just let it happen. And I think if we just let God do his thing in our lives and we don't just go with the default, Right. And if we allow it to happen, it's going to happen. If we pay attention, God's going to speak. Because yep. he's always listening to us. And he hears our cry. Right, And he wants to answer.
0: Yep. And we don't we don't have to build an exclusive club for anybody. No. It just is, you know, uh, God's in the world. God created the world. I mean, I walk out the door here and there's trees and it's beautiful and it's nature. And um, God's created his own... Beautiful thing for us to be in. We don't have to.
1: He doesn't need our help, so to speak. Right, exactly. But we need to do what God is asking us to do. Right. And the world will come to know Him. Yeah. And that's His desire. He made us so we could have a relationship with us. Yeah. yeah. And we're, and I just want to be really clear. We're not interested in building a new,
0: right, the structure, new, system, right. thing. It's not. A, it's not church for people who don't like church. Right. This is this is life for people who have been. On the outside of what we know as the church in America, Um, that's who we're speaking to. Um, And there's people within the church structure, too, that as we know it, that, you know, I think they need God's love as desperately as anybody else. And so we're just offering a different perspective, a different uh, way of interacting with God that's not based on going into any building at any certain time. Uh, with any certain way
1: or structure of doing it. And yeah, we're not against structure. Right. We and if that's are. how you would connect with God, yeah. man, go that's for great, it. Yeah. If that, if you like the living room, then go in the living room. Right. You know, if you like the bedroom, then go in the bedroom. The right. point is it's God's house. yeah, And he wants us to be in community with him right, and a family with him. Yeah. Which is exactly why we started this podcast. Right. And we'll talk about more of this when we do our Mr. Rogers episode, which we're going to do because yeah. that changed both of our lives. That that movie uh, was just amazing, and uh, there's a lot of similarities to what we do at Happy Life Studios, and um, I'm not interested in starting a new thing. I want to go back to the original thing, right? Which is just God hanging out with man in the garden, yeah. Saying, "Man, you're alone. It's not good for you to be alone. Let's let's add somebody else to this family." Right. And uh, when Jesus came to Earth, He grabbed twelve guys that no one else had picked. In fact, a lot of people would see them as losers, cheaters, all sorts of stuff, and he just hung out with them. And that's what I'm interested in. And in. that's what we're doing this podcast for. That's why I call you Happy Life is because we're a part of something. Make just one, someone happy. God is on the move. And you will be
0: happy. too.
1: there's something afoot. Yeah, and if you'll listen, you can be a part of it because right. He wants you to be in this thing. Something is going on, and it's good news. So thanks for listening. I hope that helps.